Well, hello, and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. The Seinfeld comedy series was about nothing. It was created by Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, and I hope that a lot of you listening to this podcast are aware of Seinfeld and have seen some of the episodes. I think it's a classic. But as I said, it, it was supposed to be about nothing. But it wasn't really about nothing at all. It was about the small things, and yet it was about everything. And I think that so often photography has a tendency to go down rabbit holes and narrow focused roads where it becomes very uh, limited in its understanding of other areas of practice. It's a bit like jazz. If anybody knows about the history of jazz listening to this podcast, you'll be well aware that Dixieland jazz with its banjos and general kind of atmosphere um was that true jazz or was bebop jazz and when bebop came along the jazz fans said it wasn't jazz or is jazz funk jazz of course what it is is music and it's music that's evolving and that's exactly the same thing for me with photography it's constantly evolving and so when i set out to do this podcast and i was thinking about the idea of a photographic life. In the beginning, I really thought that that was about my life and I was going to talk very much about what I'd done and what I'd seen and so forth. And I suppose in a way, I'm trying to prevent those rabbit holes. I'm trying to prevent us sort of going down those narrow pathways and trying to keep the conversation open, respectful. And I suppose most importantly of all with a podcast is to encourage listening and that's what i've been talking about i suppose it seems to be a a recurring theme over the past few weeks but as this has progressed what i've noticed is that new things keep cropping up in the world of photography which are worth kind of commenting on and i suppose in a way the podcast has become a, a little bit of a kind of reflection on things that have happened over the last couple of weeks that i've noticed And what I'm trying to do with those kind of comments and those reflections is to prevent us from going down that rabbit hole and seeing them as a broader picture. So that's kind of the introduction, I suppose, as to what I'm about to talk about. Over the last couple of weeks, um, within a 19-hour period, news broke that the Whitney Museum in New York had acquired images from a charity print sale by black photographers to mount a show titled Collective Actions, Artists' Interventions in a Time of Change. They also offered the photographers a lifetime pass to the museum for their unsanctioned participation and cancelled the show following a tweet storm of outrage. That was all within nineteen hour period within a, a nineteen hour period. The Winter Museum was also uh, universally criticised for their legal but unethical decision to circumvent what many people understood to be their their sort of standard acquisition process. That that idea of what, of how or how I should say and what museums buy, how they buy work, and then that work constitutes the archive or the exhibition. Um, And the idea of picking up this work from a charity auction didn't fit within that. 
The exhibition uh, featured images from this print cell, as I say, of work of 80 black photographers who'd all sold prints for $100 each, with all of the proceeds going to five black-related charities. And the artists donated their work for the sale. Now, unlike organisations such as, dare I mutter it again for yet another week, Magnum Photos, which restrict print sales to personal use and require additional licensing for use in an exhibition, the See in Black uh, charity sale did not convey a licence or written restriction. This licensing omission isn't unusual for charity sales as the audience is generally understood to be individuals supporting a specific cause. And I think also the audience tends to be photographers buying work from uh, photographers whose work they admire for a relatively small amount of money. So the past few months have seen many such initiatives raising money for a wide range of charities, from food banks to the NHS. The $100 print has become a common marketing strategy Again, Magnum with their square prints at $100, I feel may have been one of the first people with this. It's a single price point that's easy to digest, but once a print is sold, the artist cedes control of the physical print, even though they retain their copyright. And many photographers, and I'm sure many of you listening to this podcast, have given prints to such uh, charity auctions or sales, or perhaps you've purchased from them. I know I have. So many photographers are eager to donate services or images for the cause that they support, but they should be, uh, I suppose, aware of people who are out there willing to take advantage of that generosity. But as the Whitney situation suggests, good deeds can backfire. And it's worth thinking twice before you submit work, if requested, and consider a couple of things. And I'm going to suggest some things to you now that you should perhaps consider. The first one is to apply a restrict usage for any donated photos to personal use as a condition of the sale. The second one is to suggest tiered pricing to that charitable organisation that more appropriately reflects the value of your images in your opinion. You know, is your work appropriately valued at $100 or £100 per print against somebody else's? And understand that good intentions can turn sour. So make sure you know who you're dealing with. I think what we're talking about here is the big picture. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of the Whitney exhibition, but I do think it opens up a whole other load of uh, conversation, considerations and ethics surrounding this relatively new idea of this one price fits all. A few weeks ago, I raised the uh, the suggestion that uh, the road trip might be back in fashion and something that photographers will be considering in, uh, in the in the coming months, I suppose, after periods of lockdown. Perhaps a photographer who uh, epitomizes the road trip greater than anybody else and certainly is creating incredible work and has been for many years is Nicholas Syracuse, who joins us this week to explain what photography means to him. 
Uh, Nicholas was born in Arizona and raised in uh, the Washington, D.C. area, where he studied photography at the Corcoran School of Art before studying at the Northwest Photographic Center in Seattle. His largest series of photographs is his ongoing highway project, with photographs from Seattle, San Francisco, Phoenix, Texas, South Carolina, Indiana, and many points in between. He has been working on this project for the past 20 years, and film directors Sam Roden and Nick Hartanto made a feature documentary around Nicholas titled Traveller, and it, in which it features... Uh, him and his work. It premiered at the Ashland Independent Film Festival in Ashland, Oregon in 2015. Hi, good morning. This is Nicholas Syracuse. I'm currently on the road. Um, I left New York City back in uh, mid-February, went down to New Orleans and across the country out to San Francisco. That's basically when the coronavirus situation went into full effect. California went into lockdown. And I basically headed for the hills, uh, went out to the Mountain West and down into the Arizona desert. And basically been on the road for the last three months. Um, just kind of um, kind of going, you know, uh, on a day-to-day -day basis through um, just some of these remote areas, you know, around the Southwest here. Um, the work that I had lined up back in, uh, back East, basically it's been postponed. So I'm gonna take the time and slow down a bit and just try to um, see what I can find out here. Um, most of my work has always been about traveling, about the movement of the road, um, about these like discoveries and the people that I meet out here. Um, I think it kind of all started when I was, um, I mean, I've always had this restlessness, I believe, you know, as far back as I can remember, and I had always been trying to take off from home uh, when I was 11 years old, I was, that was probably the first time I left for many nights. Uh, went out to the woods surrounding the areas that I, I lived near uh, with an idea of getting on a bus. Um, so I spent a few days out there until I was found. And, um, you know, then I was 15 years old. I did, you know, I had, I've done some other smaller things, but um, I think the, I think the bigger stage was when I was 15 years old, I went to took off, went across the country on a Greyhound bus from D.C. to L.A. And, um, you know, what, what I, when I think back on that, I mean, um, I had a small snapshot camera with me the whole time on that trip. And to this day, I just cannot, I just, you know, it hurts to know that I took no pictures on that trip at all. Um, and I think once I got back, once I was back in school and kind of, um, you know, I basically, um, I, I started to realize how important it was to have some of those pictures from that trip because, um, you know, the people I met, the, um, the experiences I had were so, uh, pure in a way that like, you just can't go back on. I mean, if I had, um, pictures from that trip, they would have been just pure snapshots they would have no art related to them at all, you know, but they would be pure feeling for me. And in a way, I think that with photography, I'm constantly trying to, you know, be conscious of taking the photographer out of the photography in a way, like to, to kind of relearn in a sense, um, you know, just, just photographing something for its, uh, 
for its feeling and not so much for its um, you know f- photographic like sensibility or its composition or its good use of light or all these things that we've kind of been taught or learned and and we do appreciate in photographs no doubt about it I mean when we look at photographs you know sometimes what what we what we love is are a lot of those elements but um you know you know when I'm photographing out here and the people that I meet um, it's a real experience it's a real situation um, not just for myself but for the people and for those stories um, so I want to actually express what it actually feels like to be moving to be going from one place to another to um, you know there's a lot of sacrifices that are made for people who are on the road you know um, there's something really beautiful about the you know that process the the simplifying of your life to its most core elements you know um, your feet or your own intuition or your own instincts of survival or ex- or just desire to explore to express you to um, you know um, enlarge your boundaries of comfortability um, you know what what drives me in many in many ways is the uncomfort of it you know if um, you know if I know it's going to be cold super cold in one element in one area of the country like i'm drawn to going there if it i know if it's like extremely hot and um i'll likely go down there i mean i like to kind of try to push like the elements and and if there's somebody that i meet also in those areas in many ways those are the people that i want to meet i want to meet the people who are not afraid to push it as hard as they can you know for whatever reason or another i mean there's so many different reasons you know, um, you know, um, in many ways, it's not about where we've been or, you know, where we're from. You know, it's about where we're going and sometimes the people that we're with. You know, it's, um, you know, it's that, that staying in the moment to being um, as focused as we can and appreciative of the moment. Um, you know, I know when we're all looking through a camera, it's kind of interesting because the whole world kind of, evaporates you know around us you know and our our um, perception is so focused you know and I think that's what we really long for it's what we love to shoot you know we love to get into a moment where whatever we're seeing to that camera is just like gorgeous to us you know I say uh, yeah it's a, so you know you know I think that um getting into that like little that place that special place is uh is kind of what it's all about you know you know um for me you know from doing this for so long you know it starts to realize and it's also actually reflective of what i'm interested in about other people as well and it's just like you know perseverance persistence you know overcoming overcoming obstacles and continuing to move on because i know we've all been there in these like places and these like um, places that seem like we weren't going to get out of or places that we could have spent our whole lives in in many ways but freeing ourselves from those situations um, you know always always like allows new opportunities to emerge and it's that trust and that that those new experiences are what life's about you know um, and challenging ourselves 
and pushing beyond, learning new things, um, unlearning other things, and trying to just um, continue on um, as appreciative as we can. You know, um, I've said in the past, like, you know, photograph what you love, and when that breaks your heart, continue to photograph it. Um, it's just, I think, the persistence, the continuing of your own story is the most important thing. Um, you know, you know, Grant, I apologize for having this take so long. Feel free to edit this however you wish. I know it's going to probably be much longer than, um, and maybe um, less direct than you want. So feel free to, um, you know, do what you wish with it. With it. You know, and as I said before, you know, you know, sometimes the things that are closest to us are the most, you know, hardest to actually communicate, you know. Um, you know so um, I think it's just because we, we cherish them so much in a way that we really want to express it in a way that, like, connects, you know. Um, so, um, you know, I think that's what we just, that's all we can really do in life and our photography and the work, the things that we, um, you know, things that we pursue. Do them as hard as you can, um, as best as you can, and try to be as much in the moment and appreciative along the way as you can. And, um, you know, for me, it's not really about like a project, you know, though I think there are some themes, there's always going to be motivations that sort of allow things to sort of, um, from, you know, from, from my life and my photography to, that will always have a similar thread. But I think of this as more of like a life commitment, a life process, a, uh, a life project, I guess, you know, in a sense. Um, so my mile, my mile, mile markers for this are, are much further out in the horizon. Um, um, you know, I think that, the, you know, in retrospect, the power of these things become um, stronger and we get a better idea of what our mission and our purpose was out here. Um, and I hope that somewhere along the way that clarity comes for, um, you know, for all of us. Thank you, Nicholas, for your contribution this week. Um, as you probably heard, Nicholas ran over time. It was longer than the five minutes I usually allow, but I thought it was worth running as it was. Also, as you heard in there, I chose not to edit it because I felt that it was such a great stream of consciousness that it was worth having in its entirety. Makes a slightly shorter contribution from me this week, but that's never a bad thing, is it? Just leaves me to say, take care.